Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you our guest speaker for today, Reverend Dr. Ariana Plotten. Ariana is an ordained unity minister with more than 30 years of metaphysical training, which includes hypnotherapy, Reiki, esoteric and indigenous religious studies. Her doctoral focus on pastoral counseling psychology supports her bridge building efforts. A former ambassador for the Parliament of the World Re World's Religions, Ariana is featured in the acclaimed international docu-series, Time of the Sixth Sun. And her weekly newspaper column, In Good Faith, is seen by over 120,000 readers each week. Ariana is the founder of asoulfulworld.com, a global wisdom community where she helps people master the art of living an authentic, purpose-driven, and passionate life. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Reverend Dr. Ariana Patton, who, Patton, I'm sorry, there's an L in there, Plotten, who will lead us in an invocation before sharing her wonderful message. Welcome. If you will, please close your eyes and just join me in a moment of reflection. We'll begin where the absolute word left off with divine faith, knowing fully and completely in all the cells of our body that faith is an inside job, that we have faith in the indwelling God. We have faith and knowing that all power lies within us, that all love lies within us, that from the center of our being, from the heart and soul of our being, we bring forth all that is good into the world. Let us just affirm in this moment that all aspects of who we are are present. We bring present the part of us that works, the part of us that plays, the part of us that loves, the part of us that grieves, all of the parts that parent and grandparent, all of the parts that aunt and uncle, all of the parts that guide, and all of the parts that learn, the student part, the hungry part that wants more. Let us bring all that we are into this moment and this place. We have come here for time together. Let us clear our minds of anything that distracts us, call forth our attention, and open for our individual learning, knowing that whatever is ours to hear, whatever is ours to learn, will come to us easily and be remembered. And we, in this moment, offer thanks for this time together. And so it is. Amen.
When you're ready, gently open your eyes. What a pleasure it is to be back with you again. I always look forward to our time together. I had the pleasure this last week of spending a few days with your beloved minister, who is my dear friend, Reverend Jean-Marie. He came here to Colorado and spent a few days with me, and it was, as always, amazing and wonderful to be able to hug each other in person. And I know that you are missing him this morning, but I can assure you his time of spiritual reflection is really powerful and important to how you guys go forward in every day and all of the things that you do. So on his behalf, I just want to thank you because I think I think sometimes we don't really understand how important it is to a minister's well-being that they get the time to spiritually reflect themselves, to empty out and to refill and re-nourish their own soul. So I want to thank you for being the kind of congregation that understands that and gifts that to your minister. It makes you unique in the unity movement. So thank you for that. Thank you for taking good care of my friend. It means a lot. I had an interesting little happening and it doesn't sound like very much, but I was sitting in my living room last week and my husband walked in and he brought me the most perfect cherry tomato from our garden out back. Absolutely perfectly ripe. ripe. It was the tastiest little morsel. Just one. First one off the vine. First of all, good husband, right? He brought it to me. I was thrilled. And it made me stop and think about what it takes for that tiny little morsel to come to us. So I want to take you backwards in time a little bit, 100 years. Let's just go back to 1923. 1923 was a significant year because it was the very first year that we, Frigidaire, released the refrigerator. Up until that time, people were using ice boxes. And in 1923, Frigidaire released the refrigerator. Fun fact, nobody ever thinks about that. But prior to the refrigerator, we used ice boxes and we couldn't keep food for very long. In fact, as we turned the century from the 19th century into the 20th century, most grocery stores were about a thousand square feet and they had two or three people working in them. And most of what they had available to us was non-perishable and dried goods. So you went still had to go to the butchers if you wanted meat because butchering had to be done very, very early. Um, it had to be done, it couldn't, we couldn't refrigerate things. So you couldn't have packaged meat for a long length of time. Things weren't frozen. And we had to go to the farmer's market for our produce. Because again, grocery stores couldn't keep those things fresh. In fact, most of our grandparents, parents and grandparents, will have had gardens and will have grown their own produce. So I want you to imagine yourself back in that time for a minute. I want you to consider that if we were in August, let's say August of, 20, of 1922, we would not have had fresh goods for nearly a year. So the year prior, our families would have harvested and our mothers would have put up or canned or pickled all of the things that they could make last. 
And by the time we got to mid-July or early August, we would no longer have fresh food available to us. We would only be eating what had been put away, which by that time is mostly dried beans, potatoes, and pickled foods. So I want you to put yourself in that place and consider that for a minute because I want you to think about how precious that little tomato could actually be. How precious it would be to pluck the first fresh fruit off the vine. And how tasty and how abundant you might feel with just that one little bitty tomato. I want you to think about this because I want you to think about the fact that we are in a very special time of the year. We are in the time of first harvest. So mostly in our lives, in our modern day world, we can buy what we want when we want it. It gets shipped all over the country in refrigerated trucks. It ripens in the grocery store, not on the vine. If it ripens at all, a lot of times things ripen on our on our countertops. And we unfortunately have lost track of the first part of the harvest season. In fact, we generally go from an awareness of spring and planting of seeds all the way through our vacation time when we separate out and go travel into the time of Thanksgiving before we think very much about the harvest season. We usually talk about harvest and have the symbology of harvest in our home around Thanksgiving, and we entirely miss this part of life. And it's sad that we do because this is the time to consider what you are harvesting. This is the time of year that we reflect back on the seeds that we planted in our own souls. It's the time of year that we look back and perhaps you're one of those people who made some New Year's resolutions. Perhaps you gave some thought um, at that time of year to what you wanted to create in your life. Perhaps if you're like me, I don't do a lot of resolutions in the winter because I don't think there's much energy for it. But around spring equinox, when it's time to, to think about planting the garden, that's when I start to think about what it is that I want to grow in my life. Now, your growing can be a very simple thing. It can be wanting to paint a room in your house or wanting to fix a certain something that's been leaking forever. Or maybe what you were hoping to harvest this year was a different job. Or maybe what you were hoping to harvest this year was some time with family members you haven't seen. Maybe what you wanted to grow in your life was more patience or a way of being more loving or more generous. I want to ask you to just reflect for a moment, and I'm actually going to pause and ask you to truly reflect back toward the beginning of the year. What was it you were thinking you'd like to add or change in your life? Now, maybe the answer comes easily to you, or maybe you don't really quite remember what it was. Maybe you're not certain. Maybe you've lost track. Maybe you just decided that this was a year 
of fallow fields. This was a year that you weren't going to try and grow anything. You were just going to try and maintain where you are. And that's okay. Every farmer has to have fallow fields at some point. So the soul can grow rich. So the soil can grow rich. Because truly our soul is the soil for whatever it is is growing. And when you show up here each Sunday to gain insights and to be with beloved friends and to build community, as you do this, you nourish the soil in which your life grows. And that's a really important thing. But imagine that you have worked all year long and that's eight months of a 12 month year to nourish this soil and not thought at all about what you're growing in it, about what you've learned, about who you are in this community and what you bring to this community. So the reason that we take time spiritually to acknowledge this season, this first harvest season, is first of all that we notice the sweetness of what we have. You have a very ripe and sweet and luscious community, people who are tender and dear to your heart, a place that you come where you receive insights and inspirations that help you when you go out the front doors, that help you to go out into the world and live in a different way, that help the world to be better because what you've learned you take out with you and who you are in the world is different as a result. Your effectiveness as a, as a good person, as a good human, as a caring, generous, kind heart in a world that can be tough is one of the huge harvests, the sweetest harvests that you have from your investment this year in being part of Unity of Fort Worth. It's a powerful, powerful thing, what you have and what you gain. And I know, just like you know, if you're growing tomatoes in the backyard, you know there's fruit growing. But sometimes we take the fruit for granted. Sometimes we forget what it is that we have. We forget to taste the sweetness because we think it's available every week. Because we can get it at the grocery, grocery store that you're sitting in right now. You can get this sweetness every week. You don't have to wait for it to grow on the vine. You can show up over and over and it will consistently be there for you. But first harvest is a time when we slow down and think about this. When we actually consider with gratitude what has come to us, what has ripened on the vine. It's also a time that we come back together. At the, it's the end of summer, we have gone off to have our vacations. That's what the ripening is for us. We go off and become sweet. We bask in the sun. <clears throat> we surround ourselves with what is holy and sacred to us, what is nourishing. And when we come back together at the end of summer, we bring the fruit of what we have gained back to this community. So you have now been through a full season a full cycle of planting sacred seeds, growing and nourishing what is true to your soul, what is desired in your life, 
sweetening and ripening by surrounding yourself with beloved friends and getting out in the sunlight, out in the beauty of the world, out in the energy of what surrounds us and nourishes us all the time. And now you come back to community. What do you bring with you? What is it that is your unique flavor in your community? Perhaps what you bring is good insight. Perhaps what you bring is knowledge of something new. Perhaps what you bring is a ready smile. Because that happens when we vacation. We come back, we're relaxed, we smile more easily, we hug more completely because we feel rested and well. Now is the time to think about what you bring in, how you will come together into the season of community because here's what's happened. You have fruit that is now going to ripen over the next several weeks and it needs to be gathered up as you consider what it is that you've grown in your soul, that fruit needs to come together. And like zucchini, you're going to find out you have more of it than you know what to do with. And your job is to share it with your community, to show up for one another and to consider, what do I have to contribute to this space? What will I give to community in the season of sharing not every season is the season of sharing. In the winter, we have the season of rest and introspection. In the spring, we have the season of conception and growth. In the summer, we grow, blossom, and become fruit. And in the fall, after the harvest, we let things go. We release. So you are in the season of sharing. And this is the time to think, what does your community need that you can provide? Each time that we come together, we have an opportunity to give in our communities financially. That, of course, is an important thing. It's how we support our house. But I'm talking about something deeper. Perhaps what you have to give is your, your commitment to attendance. I will be here. I will be here for the people who are here and I will be here for the people who come in because I care about this place. Perhaps what you have to give is very tangible. Maybe you wanna serve on a team or bring nourishment into fellowship. Perhaps what you have to give is a listening ear. Perhaps you'll take a little bit more time to hear what someone else needs to speak. Or if you are someone who's joining me in the Zoom room and perhaps it's difficult for you to get into the congregational setting, to get into the building, maybe the thing that you'll do is you'll commit to use your harvested energy this season of giving to pray each day for the well-being of your community. Because that by itself is a huge gift, isn't it? Everyone can give into this time. You have something to give that is unique to you and perfectly matches your life circumstance. 
This is the season to recognize what we've manifest. And I don't know about your grandma. My grandma used to say to me, good things take time. It takes time to grow a good community. It takes time to bring your gifts forward. If you're new here, you might not know yet what to give. If you've been here for a long time, you may have given a lot already. And yet, here you are together. And it's by what we offer into community that we begin to build that good thing that we are waiting for in life. So I, I share this season with you because it is the season we miss. Because the convenience of modern life tells us we can have whatever we want whenever we want it. And the truth is good things take time. Good things take time. When you think about Charles and Myrtle, they knew this, didn't they? Charles and Myrtle, our co-founders, knew that good things take time. They prayed every single day. Charles sat for hours in meditation on a daily basis. They didn't expect manifestation to happen like that. If you are in the process of growing something in your life and you can't quite see the harvest, or maybe you planted a seed last spring and it hasn't shown up yet, Divine faith is what takes us through. Just as we heard in the absolute word, it is our faith that allows us to stay in the process. So I invite you into faith that your community will grow and blossom as you move forward, that you will grow in new ways by the, the composite of what you all bring here together. And that as you grow, you will be in a remarkable presence in your city of Fort Worth, that you will hold an energy that makes you a beacon, that that beacon will call forth those who really need what you have to offer, that you as community and greater community will come together and find ways to reach out into your community and share your gifts beyond your own walls. You are powerful, and this, this theology, this unity theology, is big work. Because we know we are God expressing, we have the ability to make a tremendous difference in the world. Because we know we are the hands and hearts of God, harvesting the good and sharing it with one another and sharing it out, we change things. And you all know our world is, is struggling right now. This is a time of struggle and shift. And despite all our affirmations that everything is great, and it is, we also have to be pragmatic and real and look at the world outside our walls. As you build a strong and powerful and committed community together, you expand the energy of the love and strength and wisdom that you hold, and the world needs it. So I invite you to take this time to consider the harvest, your first harvest, and gently close your eyes.
Take a deep breath in. Find yourself settled in your seat. Notice your feet on the ground, your hands rested in your lap. You are in a safe, safe place. You are in the heart of your community where love is abundant. Allow yourself to feel gratitude for this first harvest, knowing that a second and a third are coming, that there are crops that will come as the fall continues, that there will be a time of immense gratitude later in the year. But this first harvest, let yourself notice the overwhelming sweetness of what you have the first fruit on the vine, the first aha, it's here, look what we have. Notice the harvest in your own personal life. What is the sweetness, the fruit in your life right now? Consider that in this moment of silence. And as you awaken to the treasure that exists now in this very moment, allow your heart to be filled with gratitude. Allow that gratitude to spread like light to every cell in your body, bringing healing and wholeness to the physical, to the mental, to the emotional, to the spiritual aspects of who you are. Allow this nourishment to bring you to wholeness and wellness and joy. And so it is. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.